people-pleasing, respect, and religion. Let's go. Welcome to episode number 26. Hi, I'm Clarinda, and you are listening to the Feel Light Mind and Body podcast, created for women like you. Women who are experiencing success in so many areas of life, but are struggling with weight loss, stress eating, and decreased energy. Losing weight can feel hard, heavy, and restrictive. That's why every week I will be offering you a different perspective, tips, encouragement, and a unique approach so that you can feel lighter in your mind and body rather than feeling deprived, frustrated, or discouraged. What if you could feel free, yet in control around food for the rest of your life? What if you could enjoy your experience of losing weight and getting healthier? You absolutely can. You're in the right place. Take this time for yourself and let's dive in. Some of my first memories of people-pleasing were intertwined, at least in my mind, with respect. One example is I would be bursting at the seams with something I wanted to share, but there was an expectation to be quiet at the table, especially when my great-aunt and uncle or grandparents were visiting, so I would keep it zipped up. I also remember at probably age eight, getting my first real watch. It was a basic black round Timex, white face, nothing fancy, but I deemed it super valuable and special because it meant I was now a responsible child. Do you remember your first watch? If so, what did it look like? Being the youngest of four, I looked at my siblings' watches and of course also wanted one. My parents would say, when we feel you're responsible enough to take care of it, we'll buy you one. You want to talk about being good in order to prove myself? Well, that I did, which I'm sure also included a lot of people-pleasing. But finally, I had arrived. Shortly after earning that watch, there was a family who had a house fire, and Mom offered to keep two of their girls while they found another place to stay during the cleanup process. The younger of the two, around age five, was fascinated with my watch, and she wanted to wear it. I sat with her on the couch and let her put it on her wrist, but only in the living room, where the wall-to-wall rug felt safe to do so. But I remember one night when she was throwing a fit, wanting to wear it to bed. She wouldn't stop crying, so mom made me give it to her. I didn't have a good feeling about it at all. And funny, looking back now, I wonder, I think I had a strong gut instinct at an early age. And sure enough, shortly after midnight, I woke up to hear her vomiting. The light went on as mom started to clean her up. My watch was covered and my beautiful strap was now peeling in multiple spots from the acidity. Mom told me it was just a watch, which is true from adult eyes, but not from an eight-year-old perspective. I know that mom meant well, and she had expanded our family from six to eight to help someone else, so I felt bad for feeling bad. I was okay with giving up my bed for a week or so, but at eight years old, I felt resentful that now my watch was ruined, although I kept wearing it for I'm not sure how long. Those are my earliest memories. What is your first recollection of people-pleasing? I had to think a little bit to find these. From my experience and research, religions of all kinds influence our people-pleasing tendency. Please note the distinction between religion and relationship. Religions usually have a list of do's and don'ts. 
Relationship with God is a two-way communication and verification of how one can live out their purpose here on earth in serving others and sharing his love. But, at least from my experience in the Christian faith and Bible, pleasing people comes from the abundance of your heart, and that is quite different from people-pleasing that often comes from a depleted, obligated, or resentful heart. Yes, it says to live to please others, but as I shared in the past people-pleasing episodes, it also says to love your neighbor as yourself. I'm no theologian, and this isn't meant as a debate. I know my experience and take on this won't please everyone, and that's also okay. I'm open to experiencing and accepting that if it means that this podcast episode can help at least one person. A great question to ask is, am I saying yes for the right reasons? Am I pleasing people from a place of love or people-pleasing from a sense of obligation? Now, there are many facets we haven't covered in these four people-pleasing episodes, like doing things that are part of being responsible for a child, parent, employees, etc. Let me quickly say that while we might not like doing those things, and we would rather be doing something else, In fact, we do want to do those things because we don't like the consequences of not doing so. We want to show up for those we serve, but in a realistic way. If we are balancing out the other areas of our lives, then we can handle the added task of doing certain things we don't like. I don't like tax time, and I'd rather be doing other things instead of gathering the needed invoices and documents for my mom's taxes. But that's not people-pleasing. That is, one, doing something for her because she is unable to, and two, liking a better outcome rather than being penalized, or for my business taxes, even going to jail for not doing them and paying in the HST. Enough said? Okay, back to this week's topic. Another question to ask yourself is, would I want someone saying yes to me for the reasons I am doing so? I think for the most part, we want to know where people really stand in their thoughts and feelings about our request or unspoken expectation. I don't want someone to make themselves sick by trying to please me. I don't want to make myself sick in trying to keep everyone around me happy either. I also value honesty and real relationships more than automatic yeses and added tension or stress. Pleasing people lights me up and energizes me whereas people-pleasing drains me and leaves me feeling out of alignment with my source of peace, God, as well as out of alignment with my core essence. What are your thoughts on this? I would love to hear them, whether this resonates with you or not. Again, I'm in no way claiming to be any kind of authority on this subject. I'm just sharing from my heart and personal experience and hope that you too will do the same in your own exploration. If you are listening to this Feel Light Mind and Body podcast for the first time, let me share that my purpose and passion is to help people feel lighter in their minds, hearts, and bodies, women in particular. People-pleasing is a habit and a learned response. It's a behavior that leads to heaviness. It can look like eating or drinking when we aren't hungry or don't want to add that item to our system, yet we want to please others. In addition to that, We are also reacting to this automatic people-pleasing by turning to food or beverages to feel better from not being able to say no. We turn to what can give us an immediate, 
albeit temporary, relief from feelings that don't feel so good, like resentment, stress, or realizing we aren't taking care of our own help. When we feel drained, the survival part of our brain will offer us the quickest way to get energy and pleasure, a dopamine hit, that feel-good neurotransmitter that is released after consuming processed foods and drinks, loaded in sugar, or the flavor of tasty fat like fried salted food. And if that wasn't a problem in the long run, then it wouldn't be a problem, but it is. So many frustrated women come to a consult call saying, help, I've tried it all, and I just can't keep my weight off after losing it. I'm really scared to try again, as I hate the feeling of slowly gaining it back, and sometimes gaining even more. I feel like I'm failing my husband, who is excited and supported me, as well as I'm disappointing myself. I feel embarrassed and have been eating more to avoid it, as crazy as that sounds. I should know better. Maybe you are listening and thinking, are you talking about me? Maybe. (laughs) But let me tell you, you're not alone. And it breaks my heart if you are struggling alone. Life has enough challenges that we can't control. So I would love to help you gain freedom and control in this area as a solid base for the healthiest version of yourself. That, my friend, is where you can also serve in the most loving way in pleasing people rather than people-pleasing. Real quick, if you want a free 20-minute consult call where we can chat about your struggle and goals, then see the link in the description of this episode or in my website show notes. So, have you ever people-pleased with your weight loss journey? Maybe saying or writing things that you think your coach will want to hear or see? Following a list of do's and don'ts to please a coach, trainer, dietitian, whoever is helping you, isn't effective long-term. Signing up for a one-on-one weight loss coaching package to please your husband won't work long-term. If you're going to please anyone in your weight loss journey, then it needs to be your present and future self. The ripple effect of this is you feel lighter, more energized, and confident to then be able to please people from a cup that's full of love and respect. Showing love and respect for ourselves really is the first step to be able to authentically and abundantly show love and respect for others. I know some of you may be struggling with this and even feel triggered. I get it. I did too. I remember many mornings during my quiet time talking to God about some of the concepts that I was learning in the life coaching training and assimilating them with my faith and compass for living that out. I stayed opened and questioned everything I had been taught, even though that was discouraged in my younger years. But here's what I've learned. If something is true, then it will stand up to questioning and in fact, become even more real and true for you. I grew up in a legalistic religion. On my ongoing spiritual journey, in my study of the Bible, learning the context in which the scriptures were written, and asking God for personal guidance and conviction of what was wrong and right for my life deepened my relationship. However, not everyone around me liked that. Totally normal. It can make us feel uncomfortable when someone no longer is doing the same thing as us. That's part of our primitive, stay part of the tribe to feel safe response. Our reaction is our projection, interpretation, and choice. One of the challenges can be finding the balance between people-pleasing and respect. I'm still figuring that out, 
And as I do so, it provides freedom within. In addition to those who value authenticity, it creates respect and unconditional love. At the beginning, I would only wear dresses around my parents who believed that women shouldn't wear pants. They knew I wore pants, but didn't want to see it. So at first, I thought I was respectful to do so. I still do for some occasions, but I like my reasons for doing so. They are genuine. So I am still being my authentic self. Communication is key and respect goes both ways. It felt foreign for my parents to hear me share what and why I believe this to not be needed in this historic age. I told them that I respected their views and didn't expect them to change, but I also had to honor my beliefs in order to have a real connected relationship based on unconditional love and mutual respect rather than people pleasing. Here's the thing. If I continued to have to wear dresses to visit them, especially in freezing cold weather, then I would feel uncomfortable and resentful. Hence, my visits would be less frequent. And what is the result of that? Less connection and memory making. In being honest and communicating, we were able to increase our respect without people pleasing. I didn't expect my mom to wear pants when around me to please me and my peers and vice versa. So, for my Christian listeners and anyone open to hear this, I think of Matthew 12, 34, which says, Out of the abundance, or some translations use fullness, of the heart the mouth speaks. I want to say yes from the fullness of my heart, not from a depleted heart. That wisdom and guidance is there for a reason. Think about it. We can't say yes to everything and everybody. I've been working on getting more comfortable with saying no, so I can say yes to more of what aligns most with my top three to five values. And even then, I pause and do a check-in to see what level my cup is at. As I asked in last week's people-pleasing episode, what if you could please people from an overflowing cup so you could pour from the saucer and not have to deplete your energy reserves? I think you'll agree that would be pretty awesome. And it's possible. It's not healthy to be a martyr. Also, keep in mind that by saying no to a request, it may open up an opportunity for someone else to say yes, an opportunity they have been hoping for. I also want to offer that it's possible to feel great about yourself, regardless of what anyone else says or thinks. Note, though, our brains want to go to thinking that such a person would be selfish or arrogant. No not when it comes from a healthy place. I'm not saying you would think you're better or superior to anybody else. You can still be a kind and loving person. You can care about others while also not feeling responsible for the other person's happiness and not need their approval. When you say yes, you do want to help. It may require extra time, energy, or money, but you genuinely want to help out in the need. You aren't lying to yourself or anyone else. You're being honest and clear. You can keep your cup filled so you can give generously from the overflow and not feel depleted after, or be sabotaging your own relationship with yourself and others. Just imagine how much stress that could eliminate in your life. If you missed any of the previous three episodes on people-pleasing, simply scroll down to listen. As we end for today... Who do you ultimately want to please? Our answers may be different, and that's okay. 
I would still love to hear your answer or anything else that come up for you that you want to share. So I'll go first and give you my personal, authentic answer. Above all, I want to please the one who formed me, who put me here on this earth for a purpose. God and his word are my guides. The beautiful reminder for me is that he wants us to love our neighbor as ourselves. And as I shared in episode number 23, called People Pleasing and How It Sabotages Weight Loss, if we don't love and please ourselves, we will be giving from a watered-down version of our potential. Next, I want to please others, but not at the expense of my health, mentally, spiritually, or physically. It doesn't have to be complicated, but you do need to be clear on what this looks like for you in your current situation. Let me know if you found this helpful and what resonated with you the most. Until next week, have fun pleasing people and think about letting some of the people pleasing go. Make it a great week and I'll see you here next Tuesday or on the free 20-minute consult call. Don't forget, the link is in the description and it will be empowering with no pressure or need to people please me. Now, do yourself the biggest favor. From love, take at least one action step from what you learned today. Knowledge without application won't give you the results that you desire. Let me know on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever, what you are choosing to do and when. And yes, please leave a podcast review wherever you are listening to this. When people read your words and can see themselves in them, then you are contributing to women empowering other women. And that feels amazing. You just might change or save a life today.